This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 62nd ever episode of the Iced Coffee Hour. I'm Jeanette. And so far from this podcast, they've made $72,994.98. Oh, my gosh. And you were worried about doing this? I'm my heart's still going because I I thought I would get it wrong. I think that was was the best one that we've ever seen on the entire. I think my I think you'll find it wasn't because I think my eye contact was a little like wonky. You oh, that's that. okay. The voice yeah. was a little shaky. It was perfect. You're good at this. It's almost like you've you've acted before. It's almost like I was forced into it as a child and uh, am now still very stressed out by it. Wow. Well, at least you could do amazing intros. Well, thank thank you. you so much for coming down here. We're all the way back in Los Angeles today to be able to do this podcast. Really happy to have you on. Thank you. You started acting at, well, I'm telling you this. You started acting at eight years old. You were in iCarly. Started at six, actually. Six years yeah. old. Wow. Yeah. Six years old. Little Bean. iCarly. Then what was the other? Sam and Cat. So I did a spinoff Sam and Cat, and then I did a Netflix show that was real bad uh, called Between. Mm-hmm. And now you have the Empty Inside podcast. I do. Yeah. And you were on it. Yes. I don't know if it will have aired, if that episode will have aired by the time this airs, but thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, no, thank you. I thank you for coming back on here. Uh, one thing that surprised me was you sent me a DM on Instagram. Yeah. Gosh knows how, what, like eight months ago, nine months. I never saw it. And then we were at sushi. Yeah. And then I sorted by top. I don't know. I was bored at sushi. Sorted by top. Saw your message. Realized I missed it. Okay. Got back to you. You got back to me. And now here we are. What surprised me was that you were into personal finance. Uh, yes, I have been. Well, it started with sort of actually a financial anxiety from an early age. And uh, and that led me to just thinking money would solve a lot of problems. And I was always obsessed with making money. And uh, and eventually that kind of led into something of a personal finance interest. Mm. But that's definitely been more. The personal finance aspect has been more recent. Got it. At what age did you start realizing that money was a thing? I would imagine it would be at quite a young age. Well, uh, I was largely the financial support for my family. So quite literally, I was hearing, you know, my parents, my mom specifically talking to me about how I needed to kind of make this acting career work so that I could help the family. And I, I definitely understood, like anybody who says that money can't solve problems, I don't think that's true at all. I think it can help many problems, not all, but many. Um, and that was kind of my mindset from an early age and, and definitely fueled um, my acting career just knowing that I had to like help support my family. So what was the financial situation like then before you started being like the primary breadwinner of the family? Um, My dad was always working two jobs, two to three jobs at any given time. And my mom would basically pick up shifts at Target or it it really was just Target. There was nowhere else. Um, She'd pick up shifts there. And I just remember constant stress, constant arguments about money, constant, um, you know, my mom was, was quite erratic and kind of just like screaming and wailing and crying about not having enough. And I I remember thinking like, well, this is not going to work and I don't want this for my future and I don't want this for my family. Um, and so when she put me into acting, I kind of got the message and understood the mission and just was like a little kind of soldier. And how old were you when you realized that the money was so important and you guys needed it? Uh, I think I it was probably when I was six when uh, when my mom put me in acting. 
That's crazy because I know when I was six, I was not even considering money whatsoever. Really? No, I was six years old. No, I was thinking about like, I don't know what people do when they're six. I was thinking about how far I could kick the (laughs) kickball on like the the field. I don't know. What about you, Graham? I was always into it, but I loved dinosaurs back then. I loved dinosaurs, insects, reptiles, like all of that. So my thinking was that like, I really wanted a chameleon as a kid. And so like, obviously you go to the pets, there's like 60 bucks. So you kind of think in your head like, okay, if I save... You know, my grandma's Christmas money. I got a birthday coming up. I could do a few things. I could pick up pennies off the floor. When you were six? Yeah. Wow. That makes yeah. sense to me. I yeah. feel like there's certain people whose personality you just like either latch on to that or not. Except yours seems more, yours seems smarter. Yeah. Like yours I, doesn't seem anxiety based. No, it was not anxiety based. It was always from the perspective of like, I love collecting things. Yeah. And so for me, money was, was something that like you could kind of collect, but I also collected lizards and like all that sort of stuff. Hmm. So I, anything that revolved around that would tie back to money. I uh, love dinosaurs too. Just got to throw that out there. So <laughs> what was your favorite dinosaur? <laughs> uh, I don't know the names, but the one with the long neck that's like supposed to be nice. Oh, Brontosaurus, is it? Oh, uh, Bron- no, it's not it a has a Bron- long, it's a long yeah, 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 yeah. Going back to, going back to you, um, did, did you get to keep this funny or did all the, I, I'm curious about like the dynamic of, of how that worked. Right. Well, there's a thing called the Coogan account that actually takes or is supposed to take 15% of your money off the top and kind of put it into uh, the child's account so that they can have at least 15% of their money by the time they're 18 and uh, the rest of the money is kind of up for grabs. But uh, I got these papers for, that were saying that like the Coogan account information was never properly filed. I got that in my 20s. So that was kind of a little bit of a shock because I didn't I just had, I really have no idea kind of what was happening. And, you know, my mom was in control of everything. So I, I, I don't think I ever saw the Coogan account money, but. Is the Coogan account something that the show like establishes or is it something that like the family is, is relied upon to establish? It's the union. So the Screen Actors Guild uh, says that, you know, I think it started with Gary Coleman, who was an actor, a young actor on a show called Different Strokes back in, I think, the 70s. And his mm-hmm. parents took all of his yes, money. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. That was a big thing. And yeah. he was working as a security guard. Yes. Yeah. A while. I felt so bad. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. It happens to a lot of people. So it just a never, lot of young actors. It never got set up, the Coogan account. I don't think so. But to me, I'm like, well, is that possible? Because it isn't it, by, it, it has to be like, I, I'm, I'm really unclear. And, and the documents were pretty uh, wordy. But still, so. I mean, it's been it's been several years since then. And you haven't yeah. seen any of the money. Michael. No, no, no. I definitely have seen. I definitely made enough that by the t- by the time I was on iCarly, I was 14. And then I actually did the spinoff when I was 20. Uh, so at that point, mm-hmm. uh, my mom had gotten very ill and I was fully in charge of my finances by then. So so I've definitely tried to be as kind of uh, as smart as I can be about my finances since I took them over. Yeah, fifteen percent doesn't seem like enough, though. That's no, that seems no. low. No, fifteen percent. Sure. Yeah, especially if it's something that you didn't, you weren't self motivated in doing. Like you were, like if you were forced into. Which is, like, I well, think, the case for like ninety percent of young actors. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I remember all. a lot of frowns on those little faces. Like really? I don't think people are stoked to. I think it's a weird, a weird business. I don't it's, think kids love it. It's almost like exploitation, unless yes, unless the children are really into it, unless they're like, I, yeah. "That's all I want to do," and I and bet you that can spot exists. them. You, well, for sure, but yeah. you can spot them a mile away because they come in like tap dancing and yeah. they're like got a big smile on their face and they seem so. I remember like for for commercial auditions, sometimes kids would just seem so bubbly and excited to be there, and I I remember feeling so uncomfortable. And usually there were a couple other kids there who seemed as uncomfortable as I did. But if you can yeah. tell, wouldn't the kids that weren't so motivated and excited not get the parts? 
Well, it depends on the job, the role. Like mm-hmm. I got a lot of really sad kid <laughs> roles, <laughs> like a lot of guest episodes of like, you know, Law and Order or, or you know, Judging Amy uh-huh. without a trace. The really sad children. Oh my god! <laughs> but then yeah. I wound up not playing a sad child for a long time. So go figure. Yeah. Was there ever a point though where you're just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go in this role. Or was it forced? Was it forced on you? Like, hey, we got it. We got to pay the bills. We got to take this role. That's a good question. I remember um, I would cry on several occasions when it just felt like it really got to be too much. And I tell my mom, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to do this anymore. But she would either say like. Net, you don't mean that, or she'd say, "Well, we need this." So there were kind of two different sides of the two different uh, arguments that she would, you know, hit me back with, and uh, and then I'd feel guilty, and mm. you know, would keep would keep doing it. Yeah, I remember. I mean, it's it's definitely not on the same scale at all. Uh, this is a terrible comparison, but I remember my dad, uh, my mom and dad both really wanted me to take piano lessons, mm. and I was I was good at piano, and mm. I liked playing the piano. I just hated the lessons because the teacher would make me do the scales. And I hated the scales and sure. I hated sight reading music. And I remember the same thing. I would be like screaming and crying because I, I was like maybe four or five <laughs> years old because I didn't want to go to piano lessons. Yeah. And so my parents would bribe me. Back then it was Tamagotchis. They'd be like, we'll get, you a Tamago- we'll get you a Tamagotchi if you go to piano lessons. And so then I'd go, but I'd hate it. But looking back now, I, 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 I wish I had stuck with it. Really? Yeah. You- when did you stop? How old were you? Six, six okay. or seven. So you did it for a couple of years. I did it for a couple Which of years. It feels like yeah. so long at that age. That yes. must have felt like, I mean, it was like almost half your life. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't think I understood the benefit of like, sure. looking back now, I could see like, yeah, sight reading music would be awesome. Knowing the scales would be, uh, would be essential for playing music. But mm. back then I just couldn't conceptualize. I just would hear Mozart or Beethoven be like, I want to play that, but never realizing how the scales play into that. So mm, Sure. Something at least for me. I regret that. I look back on it sometimes and I think, and I wonder. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, Grammarly. Recently, I've been shopping for a home here in Vegas, and I got to say, I'm super excited. I want a place that I can really call my own and where I can walk around in any shirt without getting completely roasted by my friends. But what I've realized is through the home buying process, there are tons of emails and texts that need to be exchanged. I want to make sure that when I communicate with my realtor, my messages come across clearly and concisely, especially since this is one of the biggest purchases of my life. This is where I'm so so grateful that I have Grammarly Premium. It's almost like having a professional writer reviewing my sentences without feeling any of the judgment. I love how Grammarly Premium makes clarity suggestions to make sure my sentences are easy to understand and free of unnecessary or redundant words. And also their vocabulary suggestions help me avoid overused words to make sure my sentences sound exactly how I want them. Whether it's for school, work, or personal projects, Grammarly Premium is the perfect tool to help you improve your writing. And with their desktop editor, browser plugin, and mobile app, it has never been easier to revise my writing wherever I go. Do more than just spell check. Say what you really mean with Grammarly Premium. Get 20% off Grammarly Premium by signing up at Grammarly.com slash iced coffee. That's 20% off at G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash iced coffee. Thank you to Grammarly for sponsoring this episode and back to the podcast. You know, I, I wish that I was able to look back on it and have more of a like, well, it's really cool that I did that and that I had that I have, you know, financial security because of it. But and fin- the financial security aspect is the thing that I'm most grateful for. But otherwise, I just think it really was pretty damaging for mm. me. And I uh, I find it difficult to be uh, grateful for. But I wish that I that I had more gratitude about it. Yeah. So how do you treat your finances now today? Um, Actually, when I was 21 and I was kind of in the midst of at that point, I had just started the spinoff. I had a financial advisor and a business manager. I had a business manager and then the business manager introduced me to a financial advisor as of 
the beginning of this year, I got rid of the business manager and the financial advisor. Um, my Yeah, I'm very yeah. happy with that decision. I When did you do that? I, January of this year. January. There we go. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. we talked about this on your podcast, yep. which, by the way, we'll link down below in the description. I think Thank we're posting you. this at the same time. So Very if cool. we link this up, you go in the description. It's right there. All right. Uh, yeah. Got rid of them in, in January. And I had been considering it for a couple of years. I was always a little bit unclear of what exactly the business manager was doing. And once I really got to the bottom of it this year, I was like, oh, they're basically if I email a question, I get charged to ask them anything, even though they initially said that you can ask them anything. And then also uh, they just kind of pay bills and I can set everything up on auto pay. So it's not really that uh, beneficial. And then the financial advisor also to kind of took a percentage and I felt like that was a bit unnecessary. So I got rid of both of them. And good. now my, uh, my boyfriend's dad is actually quite good with finances. So he kind of helps walk me through everything and, uh, my various accounts and it's easy financial managing i i think <laughs> certain people i think would need one if, if you're totally just like you do you want to remove yourself yeah. from that entirely you don't have the self-control or you get too emotional over your investments yes a financial advisor in my opinion is really about getting in between you and your your emotions mm. some people just can't do it uh they'll just see their portfolio go down 20 percent. be like all right i'll sell it Mm. And then the weight, and it starts going up. Be like, no, no, it's too expensive. And then it, once it starts like skyrocketing, <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, bye, bye, hey. Like those people need it because then you have that intermediary. It's like, hey, man, let's cool it down. Just, just hold it, and they're worth that one percent. But to set mm. up the investments for you and be like, okay, we're investing today in the S and P five hundred. It's just not worth it. So I'm happy you did that. Thanks. Well, and also when I I looked at my portfolio because I had first started kind of taking a more intense interest in personal finance at the beginning of the year, and I was feeling like my allocation was way off. I was in like, this is going to sound crazy, but yes, like 50 stocks, 50 bonds. 50, 50, wow. 50. Yeah. That's uh, a lot. That's I know. a lot of money in since bonds. I, since I was 21. Why? What since did you ask this guy? We should confront this guy. Yeah, we got to have him, him on, on the podcast. You know what? Man. I would pay. Whatever his fee is, I would pay it just to ask him these questions. I bet he had a reason. How There's, old was he? Was he really old? No, he was in, I would say he was probably 40s. And I will say in his defense, I was very, um, scared of of any That's sort of investing yeah. early on but the reason why i ultimately left him was because several times over the course of the past few years i was vocal about like hey i've kind of changed my tune i'm getting into this a little bit more and i think this is unre- sure. unreasonable um i want to ch- uh, change this up and it, those adjustments weren't really made and i don't know if it was kind of maybe maybe he had some fear around the yeah, situation yeah. last year and everything but uh but so that's ultimately oh, yeah. Last year was the worst time to be yeah. in bonds. <laughs> the worst time. You know what? I have a feeling uh, he probably talked to you and yeah. you said, I want to play it safe. Yeah, for I'm sure. getting all spooked in the market. And they're like, OK. And they go based on that. No, no, you're totally right that the financial advisor, it was definitely at my he was basing it off of my emotions early on. Yeah. But I do think that when somebody says, hey, I've changed, I want to adjust this. They should be able to adjust. But you know what they should do if you said that? You got to be like, hey, listen, uh, not meaning to be rude here, but you're wrong. We got to We got to play. But you know, what? Yeah. But, that could, but that could go either way, because imagine imagine this like right before COVID hit. Yes. He's like, you're wrong. We're going to go all in stocks. And then the account drops 40 percent. Right. right. You're going to go off on him and be like, you told me to do that. You lost me money. Yeah. And that's a lawsuit. So yeah. it's like a fine line. I don't know. I would be very convincing. I'd just be like, you, you can't do that. This is stupid. We're, we're going to go all in on stocks, GameStop, AMC and Dogecoin. All in. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make a lot of money. So, do you have a financial advisor yeah. and you just tell them what to invest in, and they just do that for you? Because that seems like it wouldn't help at all. No, I think financial advisors are inherently more hands on than 
right? Yeah. Well, you have two. So you have one that's uh, a fee-based advisor. So they just, they're a flat fee and they just give you recommendations. Yeah, Those okay. are the best. Those are the ones you want. Hmm. Just like a flat, like here's 500 bucks or it could be, you know, whatever it is. Ooh, the fee-based advisors, yeah, they're, they're the ones you want to go Not for. The ones that get a percentage are the ones you want to avoid because sometimes they'll get a percentage of selling you certain things. So I'm not saying this is what happened, but sometimes they'll get commissions. And some of the commissions could be higher on certain mutual funds. Like maybe they get a 2% commission selling you a bond versus the other guy is getting a flat $500 no matter what they what they have you buy into. So you always want to go fee-based if you're going to do something like that. Got it. I mean, that sounds that sounds great. Yeah. And he took a percentage from you? Yes. Was it 1%? Uh I believe so, but then there's also like additional for specific bonds or stock, yeah. whatever. There's like additional fees that kind of crop up because this—that's the thing—is every single year I know what I was paying my business manager and financial advisor. Then at the end of the year, I'm getting the statements and I'm going, "Well, this isn't what I was quoted. This doesn't match. What are the? Why are these numbers not adding up?" Um, and it's always well. You know, additional blank, additional blank, additional. And I'm like, well, I didn't realize that yep. was whatever. So, so they're going to take a flat 1% off the top, let's just say. And then the fees you're paying on those funds could be yeah. like another half a percent, right. let's just say. So the total you're paying now, let's call it, you know, one and three quarters. Let's, one and a half, let's just say. That's probably what that's probably what you were about paying. Mm. Um, but that one and a half keeps adding that's up, especially, especially on a down year. Imagine yeah. you're down 8% yeah. and then you're down another one and a half because of that, regardless mm. of how your portfolio is doing. And with the bonds especially, if you do inflation plus the 1% that they're taking, yeah. I feel like you'd actually be genuinely losing yeah. money between yeah. the two. If yeah. you're in bonds with the 50%. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I, I remember looking at my account and thinking like, huh, I feel like this should have raised a little bit yeah. more by now. It could have been a lot worse. I mean, if you For were sure. if you For were in sure. your like 40s or 50s, oh my God. Yeah, it yeah. would be harder to recover than that than like right now. It, I mean, it, it, it sucks, yeah. but uh, but like you, you'll be just fine. Also, you know, to be sure, I was 21 and definitely would have been completely overwhelmed by anything personal mm-hmm. finance related at that point. There were plenty of other Fair things enough. on my on my mind. So I think it was worth it for the years yeah. that I had it. We did well regardless. Yeah. And well. listen, right. 50% yeah. bonds plus like a one and a half. Like if that's the worst, then then yeah. you're fine. Oh, what good. is the what is the worst money mistake you've made? Uh, ha- having a business manager. Okay. Although, I mean, they were super nice. <laughs> they were very, well, yeah, very I nice. So. They were yeah. very I nice so. people. Imagine they're rude on top. Yeah, <laughs> they like, take your money on, and you're man. like, this it. All right, bye. <laughs> oh, I have something that you will not like at all. Yeah. Um, I owned a house for three years and I didn't like that experience at all. So I sold. I made a very little amount of money um, on the sale. But I have sent, I hear constantly, you got to buy a house. That's the why aren't you doing that this you're crazy whatever and, it, and i'm like well i had one for a couple of years and that experience was you know it was more maintenance and upkeep than i expected let's walk through that so all right when did you buy a house what area what price 2013 good in studio to, city good time to buy i think i i think it was like eight hundred ninety-five thousand. i think yeah it's fantastic yeah that's that's like gosh really okay good. so you did it sounds like you did well on the buy uh was it in the hillside of Studio City or like the? I'm so out of that. It, it was yeah. on. Uh, it was not like in the Laurel before Laurel Canyon. Got it. Okay, uh, on the hillside or the other side. A hillside. It was on a hill. It was on a hill. Great. Okay. So so that was a good buy. Uh, what got you off guard there? 
Um, well, I, I intentionally went in thinking I want something turnkey. I want something that's very low maintenance. Like I'm, I don't know about fixing up and that's not my thing. Uh, and so I got something that I, uh, that I thought was turnkey and then wound up that it was like encroaching another property. Ooh, so had to okay. pay that and then had to do work on like the underbelly of the house. So not even cosmetic stuff, but just like redoing plumbing and piping, whatever. And then the shower leaked from the top floor onto the couch. So then had to get all new furniture had to fix the bathroom um a stair fell off so i had to get the stair like just it felt felt like a lemon when was it built um very recently i think it was built like uh 1992 like way 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 i right Hmm. yeah it sounds kind of fishy but (laughs) did you do an inspection inspection yeah 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 yeah. how didn't they know about the encroaching that's uh, oh i think they found that in in the inspection but then for somehow it was my responsibility does that make sense that's yeah yeah so so here's if if you're encroaching on another property that would be disclosed to you it's it's rare that a seller would not know about something encroaching especially if they've lived there for a long time and not had any uh, awareness of it how like how did that come to light to you through my realtor and it, and, okay. and he had said that that I that it, it, it I would be responsible. Okay, so you were disclosed prior to closing. Maybe. Okay, you would have been. Okay, I want to okay. say ninety five percent certainty you were d- disclosed that ahead of time. So you're encroaching. So what did you have to do to fix that? Did you have to fix that? Uh, paid the person who lived above me that I was encroaching. Right. You can, you can. Most of the time, it doesn't even matter. Okay. Because if, if you're, a, are you a hillside? Yeah. Just going up? Yeah. And I'm guessing you're just, your fence was a little bit too much on their property? Yeah, it was literally like yeah. a foot. Yeah. Like something, something very, very small. Usually, you just let that be. Usually, you're just on good terms with the neighbor. I definitely paid them, for sure. Can I, can I ask how much? I don't remember, but I, I want to say, I want to say 30000 that's too much, yeah. Because here's the thing. I mean, my thought is that oh God, uh, that is not yeah, a good yeah. reaction. Here's the thing. Like, like <laughs> that's these, a, a lot. These properties here, you have like usable lots. Like, if I'm going a foot on this side, that's a foot in, in my front mm-hmm. yard. I mean, that's that's usable. But hillside like that, mm. uh, you can't do anything with that anyway. It's not right. going to affect like how much you could build or where you could put like a like a pool or anything like that. I mean, totally. maybe, but most of the time, it's not even worth it. So they just let that be. Especially hillside, it's mm. really difficult to get it down, especially to the foot. Mm. Um, I don't know. Usually, you ignore that unless the neighbors like. I'm suing you. Mm-hmm. I want that back. At which point you're just like, okay, well, I'll just move the fence down. Right. And then it's done. Well, it seems like the neighbor probably was not on good terms because, I mean, they wouldn't have. Did they know, did they right. know it was you and did they think that they could just get money from well, you? Well, so I yeah. think I think a concern and something that definitely my business managers and my realtor, everybody kind of tried to protect me on was like, well, we got to get ahead of this just in case mm-hmm. they should recognize oh. you because then they might try to do something later on. Oh, they're lawyering you. That, that, you know that's I mean? the thing. Yeah, yeah, they lawyered you, which is which, which, is, is, which is good and bad. It, for sure, I really appreciate it on the yeah. one hand, but on the other, it's like I wonder how many of those expenses are sort of unnecessary. And uh, you know, I, I I wish I would have been who I am now, where I would have asked more questions and and kind of gotten to the bottom of it myself. But I wasn't yeah. there then. So yeah, so they so they were basically the ones to be like, we see this issue, right? We're gonna have to. But let's get ahead of it. I've yep. seen this happen a lot of times with with. People that are in the public eye because they're so prone to lawsuits. Like if anything happens, they're like, oh, that, that was Jeanette. Ooh, we could sue now and we could right. get our name out there. So they try to prevent a lot of those things. Yeah. But in doing so, it, it ends up costing more money. So 
realistic, I mean, it probably wouldn't have been an issue, but you're at least you're safe. You have the peace of mind. Totally, totally. But, okay, but the other issues, I mean, that's just over three years. I feel like that's just a part of home ownership, unfortunately. So you think that those are like re- reasonable amounts of issues? Like to me, it's felt like so many well, it was issues right after you bought it too. And after the inspection, like you uh, said, I feel stuff like, happens. Did you sell the house because you didn't want to have to deal with all of the things? Yeah, I did. Hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. Are you happy now that you sold the house? Or? Truly so happy. Wow. I absolutely love, I am in an apartment. I love renting. I love that anything that goes wrong, I can just send, shoot off an email. It's fixed the next day or within the week for sure. Um, the ease of it. I love just being able to get up and go not that I couldn't do that with the house but it felt like there was always something that I had yeah, to kind yeah. of half have my mind in the house for when I was traveling um I love it I, I'm definitely not uh unless uh unless you guys say that I should go get a house today we'll talk about um, that we'll know, talk about that I, I like this um what did you sell the house for um I think it was like nine like barely above maybe 900 why why so how did I feel like if you if you bought in 2013 sold in 2016 yeah why wasn't it higher? I don't know. I don't know. Because, yeah, after realtor fees, <laughs> I, I mean, you're, you're getting out basically break even. Yeah. Uh, the benefit to that, though, well, you know what? I mean, you would have made my, it would have been cheaper than renting. Mm-hmm. Built yeah. some equity in the house. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, yeah, between renting, you did you did better. Yeah, it was way cheaper than yeah. renting. And, um, and honestly, just I think the experience was worth something of like, well, yeah. I've done that. So now I can know going in what I did like, what I don't, what I but I did like what I didn't like. Yeah, Everything. so far these mistakes don't seem that bad. I mean, it's not, not like you're losing Great. money. The, the the fee, fine, you know, so be it. Not making a ton of money in your house. I mean, it's not that bad. And the bonds. I think the bonds would be another big mistake. But again, it's, it's not, not that the end big of the world. Of a mistake. It's not that like, big okay. of a you're mistake. Still, you're still so Gosh. lucky that you still have, Ooh. like, money from, or you still see money yeah. from the work that you did. Well, this makes me so happy. Yeah. Like, this I was really, feeling a lot worse. That's impressive, yeah. No, wow. frivolous, no frivolous expenses. What about a car? Like buying. I don't buying own a car. a car. I don't have a car. I don't lease. Um, I actually, my boyfriend has a car that he bought at right. It's just like a Prius from I don't know, kind of an older Prius, and uh, I use that when I need to. But otherwise, I don't have a car. Graham wow. is so proud of you. I'm like, proud of you. And I like the yeah. Prius. I gotta say, the Prius has been yeah. one of my. I wanted yeah. to get a Prius, but we got a thousand dollar Volvo instead. Okay, love that car. Wow. But the Prius would have been. Ah, uh, the the Prius like prices, the Prius. by the way, have gone through the roof right now. Really, all used cars right now Everything are just in. going insane. Wait, why? There's shortages. Oh. So like like uh, they're not shipping as many cars in right now, and there's so much demand for cars for some reason, used cars that people are offering now like twenty percent over MSRP just to buy. You a think car. there's more demand, or is it the same demand but it's just lower supply? Mm. I don't know. I feel like there's more demand now. I feel like people are like fomoing in almost to get a car to get so. a house. They're fomoing to buy anything right now. Watches too. People are like, oh, the watches are going up in value right now, so everyone's trying to buy a watch. Because you're seeing people double their money. Right. There's one AP that uh, Federico is telling me about that's now selling for double MSRP. It's like an eighty thousand dollar watch, but people Use are willing to pay new, 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 like eighty thousand new. But people are willing to pay one sixty for it just because they don't, they want to skip the line because there's so much. To wow. It doesn't make sense to me. It you doesn't make sense. Love watches, right? Yes. Is this a fancy watch? Uh, yes, no. So this is a vintage Zenith El Primero A three eight six from nineteen sixty nine. Sounds fancy. Yeah. So this actually used to be my grandpa's watch. So oh. this, this is the watch that like really got me into the whole Zenith oh. thing. So yeah, so this was my grandpa's. Okay. He had, back then, he got this as a gift in the early 1970s. He did something for Zenith. I don't understand exactly what he did. 
got this as a gift, never wore it, kept it in a drawer. It almost got thrown out when he passed away. And mm-hmm. I just happened to be at the house, happened to see a box, happened to open it up, and there was this watch. Didn't know what it oh. was, how much it was worth. I just thought it was really cool. I put it on, didn't even work because it had been just sitting in there. So the the whole movement had seized up. So I got it serviced and the dude was like, wow, I can't believe you got this watch. It's in perfect condition. And I've worn it ever since. Wow. It looks like a kind of like a Neapolitan ice cream. Those it little, does. Yeah, no, it's got the three. Know? Yeah, it's got the three colors. Yeah. And that's uh, it's the uh, the tricolor dial, mm. they call it. But uh, but yeah, that's a signature look for Zenith. Do so. men know, are like watches the equivalent of, I don't know, Chanel, Gucci for women? Like, is is it a thing that you find a lot of men know a lot about or is uh, it? No, it I wouldn't depends. say a lot of yeah. men know. Okay. Or maybe it's just my aged people. They mm. don't really care about watches. But I feel as like they as, do. I don't know. Really? Well, my friends don't. No, I don't think so. I'm only 22. Okay. So a lot. Yeah, it's just, I feel like as you get older, <laughs> you get taste for expensive things. I'm not really sure. Hmm. Uh, maybe i don't know uh i've always been into watches but i like the uh the value behind it sure uh so th- that's what i'm all about is like which watches could you get that you would ha- be able to own for free and yeah. then maybe make some money on totally do you have taste for expensive things like chanel purses and stuff like that <laughs> well because i think because i grew up not very you know we, we were always just struggling to make ends meet i definitely don't have uh a taste for like expensive clothes or bags. I got I got a Gucci bag as a gift uh, for like a, a season wrap gift, mm-hmm. um, and I got some fancy black heels, Christian Louboutin. I hope I'm saying that. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I know how to spell that. What? How is it? Louboutin. Louboutin. Yeah. Uh, some Christian Louboutin heels that are great, and I will say like they're they've definitely I've had them for twelve years, so mm-hmm. they're they're wonderful in that sense. But um, but I I don't think I've spent more than. $150 on an item of clothing myself. That's really good. That's still wow. fantastic. Yeah. So how much would you say then of, of income every month? You, you got to be saving like 80% plus. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, wow. yeah, I, my rent's fairly, you know, my rent's reasonable and I split that with my partner as well. Um, and then what's my second high, my second highest expense from that since getting rid of the financial advisor and business manager is, uh, insurance. God, that that's got to feel nice. Yeah, I gotta say, I miss the uh, the the simple days when it was just like no mortgages, no nothing. I I there's something about it that now, like mentally in my mind, just having having things and payments and stuff, it does bog you down. And I do fantasize like, what if I just paid off all the mm. mortgages? Just just get rid of them. I'm not gonna do it. I mean, it doesn't make logical sense, but mentally, there's got to be something freeing about that. I 100% think so. For my personality type, it just, it works for me. And I definitely feel much more at ease uh, than I used to just being able to kind of go over everything each month and see very simple numbers and not a lot of them. It's it's helpful. So what are you saving for? Or is it just you have excess money, you're not going to spend it, you're just going to save it? financial security yeah just just for financial security um i well as i because because i quit acting i wasn't sure how long i would need that money to last me i was kind of transitioning careers and working toward i want to eventually be a director and a full-time writer um but in that process i was terrified because i'm going well what if it doesn't work out what if things you know what if they don't work out and i just have to kind of make this money last the rest of my life how Mm. am i going to make that happen terrifying um but so that was definitely when i started taking more an interest more of an interest in in um 
finance in general and when I start kind of going over all the numbers and, and trying to understand better to see, well, how long could this money last me? But then uh, actually recently I sold a, a book and things seem to be kind of going in the right direction for my uh, new career. And that feels, that's a huge relief also, because now I don't feel like such an urgency of, oh, well, I need to keep this number as low as humanly possible each month so mm-hmm. that it can last me until I die. Now it's like, oh, there will be other money coming in, other opportunities. This is not my whole life, you know, money. Are you familiar with the whole financial independence movement? I feel like you you should be if you're into that. It's it's retiring by thirty or, or early. No. It's, it, it's what, financially independent fire retired or early. Yeah, the okay. fire yeah. movement. Yeah. yeah, what you're describing sounds to me like lean fire. Yeah, yeah, well, lean fire. It's called Wait. lean fire. It's when you what have like this? a worth or something under a certain amount, right? Or you want to live off of like less. Yeah, than a I believe amount. lean fire should be under like thirty five, forty thousand dollars a year. If that's what your spending is, uh, I believe. Well, maybe they even just call that fire at this point. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe lean fire is under that, but uh, like. Their mentality is that if you have a million dollars invested, you'd be able to live off of $40,000 a year the rest mm-hmm. of your life mm. without running out of money. Wow. Okay. So it's just called the 4% rule, which just suggests what, however much money you have invested, take 4% of that. That's how much it is. Now the, It's designed to run out. It, the 4% rule. No, it's, Let's it's, not forget it's that. designed to have a high probability of not running out during your lifetime. Mm. So it's considered a success if you die and you have like $1,000 left over. <laughs> That's a Huge success. success. Yeah. That's Great. a big success. You know, big success. <laughs> but yeah, but the, but the goal is that it should last a lifetime. It's mm-hmm. it's not to basically keep your money the, the exact same with inflation. It's interesting because I believe you're uh, you like the fire movement. You I subscribe to it. Yes. But also, I've heard you talk about how much you love work and how you mm-hmm. can't imagine kind of not working. So how do those two things go together? Because isn't the intention of the fire movement to stop working? No, yeah, no, it's it it's no, it's not. It's to get to the point Retire where you don't early. have to. You don't have to worry about um, about the expenses. Like you have the option gotcha. to do whatever you want, uh, and know that your lifestyle is paid for. So gotcha. I like probably once a month, I'll just tinker with the numbers. I'm like, oh, if I paid this off, it would be good. Yeah. The the hard part now is two mortgages between this and the Las Vegas place that just skews the numbers mm-hmm. really heavy. Sure. But uh, but yeah, no, it's it's just about at least for me knowing that if everything were to stop tomorrow, that everything would be paid for. And then I then I add up like how much I could spend on like other stuff. Right now it's really just aquariums. That that's my biggest expense right now. Like really, it's not uh, yeah, it's like not expense. Yeah, yeah, it's not like you know housing, food, like the essentials. Yeah. it's the aquarium. So I was kind of budgeting in my mind like how much could I spend on the aquarium? Huh. that's you know. such a fun one. It is. I actually I I like spending money on vacations. Ooh. That's a complete waste. That's terrible. <laughs> Ooh, tell us where. where? Um, I just went to Kauai. Okay. Um, that was really fun. I mean, and you know, I'm not staying at the Four Seasons or anything, but I stayed at a at the Kauai Beach Resort. Mm-hmm. It's a great time. Hmm. We gotta do <laughs> something like that. We gotta do something like it's that. It's so difficult to take time off. Like I get anxiety thinking about taking do more than really? two days off. Yeah, two days. Two days. That's the most that I could take off well, without like feeling. Press that well, I got to do something. And why is it? What's at the root of it? Is it like because you have to blank? Like what's? Yeah, the... it's I, three videos a week on the main channel. Yeah, and I'm always one to two videos ahead. So what if you got eight videos ahead? Is that possible even? No. So no. with your current because schedule, it's not possible to get enough ahead that you could right. do. Oh, a lot of it's based off current well, events. Well, shoot. Yeah. And stuff right, like that. right. So I'm always, yeah, I like being a video or two ahead because then I can move them around. Like if a pressing topic comes up, I know I can get it out the next day. Got it. Yeah, so when well, Friday comes done. around, I always have the money done, and sometimes I'll have a Wednesday done. Mm-hmm. So just knowing that, like, mm-hmm. okay, like, Sunday I could start planning out a Friday video. So I'm always, I always like to be a few ahead. So it's Makes hard sense. to take a weekend and then 
you know, get back on Sunday night and be like, I don't have a video to post on Monday. Because I've Got kept that it. schedule for four years, over four years. I don't want to break it quite yet. Why? And, and that's just because of, is it integrity or why don't you want to break it? Or is there a fear of something's changing? Uh, potentially the algorithm. Okay. <laughs> I felt like I've worked so hard to get this algorithm like up and running. Yeah. And you've, you've built up that snowball effect that if you, if you stop it, even sometimes if you post, if you miss an upload, like sometimes if you, if you stop that, that might impact the, the next subsequent videos. Mm. Like we've had, uh, yeah, what I found is that two bad videos in a row that do not perform well throws off the algorithm for like a month. Really? Yeah. So when you start looking at that and be like, okay, the opportunity cost of missing two uploads or having two bad uploads in a row, that could be 20%. That's X amount. Is it worth the X amount to take a vacation? Do, Probably not. Do views dictate your content, what you put out? Like, would you, if, if you could, if you couldn't see the views, if you had no access to the views and if, if that didn't change income at all, would you make any, would you make different decisions with what you make? Mm-hmm. It would, Certainly, but but here's the yeah. thing, but but I'm catering to an audience, so I'm not necessarily always making the content that I want to make. I'm making the content that I think, or that I see other people want to hear about. Okay. So imagine it like a TV network being like, okay, today we're just going to show, I don't know, about, about the, the green-eyed tree frog, and people are like, <laughs> I, what? I, I, I'm not watching the green, I don't care about it, I want to see Jerry Springer. You gotta, you I gotta, the tree frog. It's, like, it's like you gotta give people what they want to see. And so I'll work really hard being like, okay, these are the topics that people want to learn more hmm. about. I'm going to talk about those because I'm really catering to an audience that is very interested in certain subjects sure. at certain times. It's not just about myself. What would you do differently then? Like what you mentioned, it's not necessarily always in line with what you want to make. I think it's going to evolve naturally. Really? I, that, that's what I think. That's I, cool. Yeah. I think I like over time, yeah. My goal is that the vlog is is going to take off. I I because th- because this podcast easy to do. I mean, we could just knock out a whole bunch of them, be yeah. be out of town for a month, be just fine. Yeah. Uh, the vlog is something I, I'm planning to take everywhere. Very cool. So where I go, Jack will go, Alex will go, <laughs> and uh, my goal is so well, I want to get the vlog to a million subscribers, and then at that point we can go travel. I really want to get an RV, huh. yeah. and just travel all fifty states. And just vlog it. I think that would be so much fun. That sounds like yeah. a blast. Mm-hmm. Go around the world, scuba dive. You want to come? I'm in. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. let's go. I, w- I want a big RV. Like, like maybe Alex is driving the big, like, the big car in front with a trailer, <laughs> with a trailer in the back for, like, you know, three of us, four of us. That's what I would love. This, so this will happen once you get to a million on the vlog channel. Yeah. Where are you at so now? So go and subscribe. Um, we ch- We're at 44 or something. 45. 44,000. Yeah. Yeah, we're, t- we're two months into se- it. Yeah, two months, months. Two months into it. Yeah, cool. just the algorithm on that's different because for vlogs, <laughs> it we're posting once a week. Okay, and that's holding us back. We if we want to really grow the channel, we gotta post twice yeah. a week on that channel. Once a week is not enough to grow a channel, so we gotta figure out a way where we could start posting twice a week. Oh, tell us about tell us about your YouTube channel and your future endeavors and the book that you wrote. Oh, I've been thinking about that. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, my YouTube channel just kind of start. I started it maybe. Well, initially, I had a YouTube channel when I was a kid, uh, when I was like fourteen, when YouTube was first a thing, and like mm-hmm. Fred was the biggest thing on YouTube, um, and I would wear shades because I <laughs> would get so anxious, like looking at a camera. Really? That I'd wear these big, like red, hideous, like from Target or Rite Aid or something shades. Um, Target makes cute shades. Can we still find those videos or no? Are they down? I certainly hope not, and I already regret wow. mentioning no. them. It's well because my myself at that time was so I was so. 
anxious and my mom was giving me so much direction that it really was just like it wasn't you see these kids now mm-hmm. that are 14 and I'm like this is so cool that the kids are using this as a way to express themselves and be themselves and find themselves it wasn't that for me at the time it was more just me kind of doing what my mom said so I think it felt I can't imagine how uncomfortable it felt to people watching who were just like, oh, my God, this kid is so uncomfortable. Um, but, you know, I, I did it and, and uh, it was a it was ni- a nice way to connect with fans and things and then um, stopped that kind of a, a few years later and uh, didn't do YouTube for a long time and then started a channel again just kind of for my podcast because I wanted to do. I did audio the first year and I wanted to include a visual element just because I think it's that's how honestly I watch more podcasts on YouTube than I do like listen to them through Same. the app. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when Joe Rogan left for Spotify, I thought like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to go and listen to Spotify. Honestly, I have not listened to a single Joe Rogan episode, maybe one that he's had like cool guests on. But I got to say YouTube was like where I would go for all of that. Yeah. And it's nice. The thing with YouTube is their algorithm that you go on the homepage and there's something you didn't know you needed to see. And it's right there, and YouTube's like, I want you to see this, this piece of content. Go and watch this. And if you don't watch it, here it is again. <laughs> We're going to keep showing it to you. Oh, you clicked on it? Let me give you 10 more. That's what I like about the algorithm, that unfortunately, it's just it's not there with Spotify. So how much are you posting on your, your YouTube channel? Um, I do. I just post whenever I, I post a podcast. I don't have anything else on there. I actually start. I said I started for the podcast, but I actually had started it prior to that to do to put out my I was making short films and to put out my short films. I was like, oh, I should have a YouTube channel. Initially, I was just going to have a Vimeo, but that felt too like no. industry and yeah. not like who's watching Vimeo. Um Right? Is anybody watching? No, you're right. You're right. You're You're totally totally right. right. Do you give a face? Um, No, no, no. I don't give faces. (laughs) No, she's very right. Yeah. Um, I felt agreement kind of like radiating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I wasn't sure. Uh, And then uh, I give you a face. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's very. You have a very kind face. Really? Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. It's very helpful. It's very like comforting. Thanks. Wow. Yeah. You know, I feel like we should take a segue here and talk about Jack's outfit. Don't don't bring it up. This outfit's great. Can I feel the thing? You're joking. No. She's actually, Alex is laughing over there. It feels so soft. Guess what? What? It's not mine. This is Graham's clothes. Jack walked in. I'm going to, sorry, Jack, I'm going to embarrass you. If you have this shirt here, you could come in and we'll get, we'll get Jeanette's (laughs) honest reaction. I won't say anything. I would love to change out of this outfit. Okay. If I could put on my shirt. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, wait, so let let me, no, no, not yet. Let me explain the situation here and get get your reaction. Let's get the label hand. Jack walked in with the shirt. Okay. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. I said, Jack, I have this shirt that you should wear instead. Okay. Uh, the shirt is mine. And the okay. jacket is mine. Okay. Jack put it on and we're like, oh, this is awesome. Jack looks really good. Jack is self-conscious me, about man. it. It's just not me. What do you it's think weird. of this? What do you I th- look like a fashionista. <laughs> I, I said Jack I'm looks not. really good. No, I think this is great. Yeah. These are like rock climbing pants. I, I have yeah. such simple Those taste. are Jack's pants. Those are not my these, pants. Oh, these are your pants. Okay. Yes. Yes. Like, I have such but simple taste. Jack walked in and I said, we, we really got to step up the caliber of of how we're presenting ourselves to guests and it's fine if we're having our buddies like kevin and jeremy on it doesn't matter like that that's so laid back no but when when, but when we have you're a big deal you're a big deal to come on when we have guests come on here that that we've never met before i think it's really it's essential that we we have a great first impression and that we're professional and that we offer guests coffee and that everything is clean thank you um so that's why i was like jack i got these shirts they're a little too big on me they're a little baggy Put them on. They looked great. We all agreed unanimously. You look really good in that. You look See, good. For me, 
This is just weird clothing. I, like, it's just not my style. Jack's not it's, used to looking good. So th- so I relate to the feeling of, like, when something's not you. I mean, I'm wearing a white t-shirt for a reason. I feel I feel like I have to wear something where I can be myself. Because if I'm, if I'm like, a little more elevated or something, I feel like I get more stiff and I can't, like, I'm so stiff right now. I'm so, like, this is so tight on me. I can't, like, look, it doesn't even, look at where it goes to. He made me I wear a watch, too. He's all, yeah, you got it. Yeah, I was going to say, the watch is great. <laughs> Yes, I, I knew it. No, what he you wants good. is for me to turn into him. That's Jack, exactly. I used to have long hair, and every time I would show up, going like, "Dude, when are you gonna get that cut?" Get I get a, I get a haircut, and I'm like, "Yeah, cut it mid length." They cut it just like Graham's hair, and, <laughs> and I, it looked and, good. And it was. I didn't actually, know. I, I didn't know longer. he got a haircut. And like you know what Graham said? He's all, "Dude, I love your hair, man. <laughs> it looks so good, dude." And I it meant it just like that. I meant it. <laughs> I, listen, Jack, Jack's hair was was. He'd come in, and the whole thing was poofing around. We're having good guests on the podcast. Poofing around. What? Dude, it looks good, man. No. We'd have high caliber guests on the pod flying in from around the country. And then Jack would walk in with his hair all like, and it's like, we're not, listen, we're not in college. It's like, we got to, we're, we're running a professional pod. We want to grow the pod. We want to, we got to have a, pre- a presentable professional image. I just don't think this looks professional. To be honest, everything is way too small on me. Even my pants are like way too small on me, dude. I can't even. Those are my pants. That's your I know, problem. I, I, I know. All right, all right. I'll put on the shirt that I was wearing because I really do actually want to change out of this. I felt so weird wearing this, dude. I'm not gonna lie. But you thought, he, but you thought he looked good. Yeah, I look Swedish. It didn't. Actually, look, you look like, so good. I, be honest. Okay. Be honest about this. Don't hold back. So wait, wait st- stand, stand, Jack, stand. I ever get a good look at you. This is what I would have worn. Okay. Can you tr- can I see the pants too with it? Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Let's get the thoughts on the. Yeah, Jack, sit down. I want you to. I had some very choice words to say about this. Very okay. choice. Very choice. I actually took a picture to show him. Like, <laughs> how ridiculous I look. Like, I, I, I think I look sharp. I look dapper. I want you I to look genuine. Yeah, and be, be honest because so, I think. Constructive criticism is really important. Oh, let me take and this off too. I guarantee whatever you say is not going to be as harsh as what I said. 100%. All right. All right. This watch, guess what? Doesn't even work. <laughs> it's not functional. Purely decoration. Yes. So I actually like the cut of like this style of shirt. I don't love the stripes, but I love this style of shirt. Um, oh. My boyfriend actually wears things like this certain times to Zoom meetings. And I'm like, ooh. Like, I love it. I think there's a, something very handsome about, like, a collared, a nice collared shirt. Um, I don't know if, like, the material is doing it for me. It looks like maybe it's cotton or something. Uh, it's very soft. So you're doing the criticism sandwich. So we, we did it. We went in with a nice thing, also, the bad thing, and you end with a nice thing. I also button them up, like, all the way. <laughs> Graham doesn't like you it. You button them all the way? Uh, depends. Does this, it, is it not tight I'll, on your neck? Uh, I just like it. Let's see. Okay. You just I mean, I probably wouldn't do this more. one all the way, but I do my other shirts all the all way. All right. Graham says I look like a 14-year-old boy. Yeah, I said if you were 13, fine. You could wear the shirt. I also said it's incredibly wrinkled not to wear something like that. And it's just, I, I think it's not a professional, I don't, I don't think it's a mature look. So I would, I would agree that maybe there's something that looks quite youthful about the kind of like pattern and the material. But as for like this, the cut of the shirt, God, I wish I had a picture of, there, there are, I think that there, it's possible that it there are like color well. shirts. The fit's good. Yeah, the fit's good. I think it could be a little bit tighter. A little I think tighter. it's too boxy. What? I, think is, I th- thought this was tight. I think the shoulder fits well. Yes. I think like this area is a little loose. Yeah, and same with the sleeves. A little loose. It's a little down. 
It's a little Maybe if they were there. Wow. You know what? If you were a 13 year old dad, <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Well, how would you describe your style? Uh, I don't think I really have a style, to be honest. I kind of just wear what I think looks good. I think everybody has a style. I think maybe they don't think they have a style, but I think everybody has a style. So I guess, I never dress up. The only time I ever dress up is for occasions like this. Got it. It's not this. I'm wearing pajamas. (laughs) This is some some dressing up, by the way. I told them I want to take them to H&M and we do like a shopping spree. 150 bucks, completely redo your wardrobe. Graham's favorite thing is to put me in weird situations (laughs) and analyze me. (laughs) I think Yeah, after this, you're going to look through his Tinder profile and I want you to critique it. I want you to critique it. Give give him advice. Oh my God. So I love going through people's dating profiles and seeing what's going on. You know what's so funny? This is our running joke here is uh, we we look at our retention rate and it's like, you know, it's like this and it goes up and down. Yeah. We talk about Jack's dating. Just everybody because here's the thing i think the women are really interested and the guys are just like what is she gonna say because it applies to pretty much everybody like, no, the guys are like jack's killing it like how can <laughs> i up my game so they listen how yeah. is tinder so is tinder the only one you're on i'm on them all all <laughs> how's it going uh i haven't met with anyone in a long time but i mean I, I feel like it's going well are you on bumble do you do bumble i'm on all of them okay yeah i'm gotcha. on name anything it's yeah like, I, I i don't know for some reason so a lot of the time I, I tell tell the girls I dropped out of college okay. and then they ghost me. And that's I think that's a sign of honor. Listen, I think that's a that's a that's a good thing. I dropped don't out. don't like it, man. Here's the thing. I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you my concerns with Jack. Yeah. He's terrible with with getting back to people and okay. texting. Terrible with it. Oh, me too. Um he could he could be really into somebody and then not respond to them for a week and I'll be like, "What happened? Are you, you were really, really into, into it?" it? And yeah. If you don't respond and, for a week. Yeah, but he's so like, bad. "Oh, I just I just forgot." Or there was nothing to talk about. It's like Jack. If what there's do you nothing mean? to talk about, I'm not going to text someone. And then, and then, and then you're thinking of them. It doesn't matter. But I, I was so genuinely surprised. I like to think that I'm like somewhat socially. I like to think I'm very socially aware. But sure. I was so surprised when I didn't text this girl. I said, yeah. "Hey, I'm going to California. She's from Vegas. Okay. And I go to California, come back a week later, and I text her, "Hey, I'm back in Vegas. Ghost me." Sounds like a booty call. But we didn't you, even do anything. The doesn't first matter. Time we hung out. It's but but your only I reason for texting cream. is then to meet up with her. It's really fascinating to me, yeah, because I, I do think, I think there are, I've, I have a lot of male friends that are similar where it's like, well, I, because I was out of town, so then I'll, like, reach out when I'm back in town. I'm like, I want a, t- a daily text at least, even, mm. like, early phase of dating. And when we're together, it's going to be a lot more than that, but. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, you gotta. I don't know. It's, I feel like it's. Maybe. Part of it. That's right. Yeah, but then Jack says, well, I don't have the time for that. I'm so busy. I got all this stuff. Just a text. Well, also, thought is, do you f- are you feeling chemistry with these people? I don't know. I think so. I mean, I don't know. That's a no. I just, I just, that's, yeah, that is if a no. it's not, if I, I know, guess, I, what I do no. is I that's exist, true. I live my life, I wear the clothes that are comfortable. And, <laughs> and how's that going for you? <laughs> I liked it. I, I never knew there was a problem with my style until this guy came into my life and he critiqued everything I wore. Also, he kind like of opened year. up, like yeah. his gestures are like more animated When I'm wearing now. my favorite shirt. <laughs> I love this shirt so much. When I when I get clothes I like, yeah. I put them in my cabinets and I leave them there for six months and I break them out on the most like the best occasions. Whip them out for the this yeah. thing I saved for probably eight months. I was like, this is the nicest shirt. I love this shirt so much. And the other shirt that I wore before this one, when they asked me to change that one, yeah. was another shirt I held for probably nine months. Well, there you go. Because I liked it so much. Yeah, but I- imagine we have someone flying in town just for a weekend <laughs> to meet with us and talk about something serious, and then. You know, we have a shirt that hasn't been ironed. 
it's it's very small tweaks. We're we're taking you, Jack, and we're we're enhancing the best parts. That's what we're doing. Does it bother? Do the, do the remarks ever bother you? Do you ever no, feel like no, no, no? That's I great. never feel insecure. About no. It. <laughs> no, no, no. Deep it, inside, it's fine. Oh no, it's fine. No, I think it's. Fine. I just I, yeah, I find sure. it humorous because I, I'm not a very like insecure person, but yeah. I, I'm very. It, I think it's really funny <laughs> when he points out stuff like that because I just don't think it's a big deal. I have so many more dating questions too for you. Oh, oh god, god, god. god. Well, we retention is going through the roof right now. <laughs> Do you, so people do you, are gonna timestamp go to and then whatever this is <laughs> like for chemistry like who's the, have you ever been in love let's start there i don't know i've so no i think so i dated a girl okay. for two years and seven months and i told her i loved her. i think if you i, I think if the answer is i think it's a no it's a no but i I, think, I, yeah. I felt like i loved her when i was dating her why did you feel like you loved her what what made you feel like you loved her I don't know what love is. No, I, I think I think it's because I would do whatever she wanted me to do whenever. What? That sounds pretty. I don't know. That sounds bad. Man. No, when you love someone, you do whatever they want. No, not necessarily. What if What if they want you to go and do something that's destructive? What if What if that compromises who you are? If they want you to do something like that? Uh, the, I don't think you would love someone that would request something like that from you. Or would you? Okay. Maybe it's not real love. If you love someone that would request something malicious of you to do. Yeah. And what do you feel like are the qualities that you generally like look for? Drive, well, that you connect with the most. I don't know. Really? Uh, I, I no guess idea. Someone that's smart. I like smart people. Sure. Uh, I would love to date a girl that's like a genius. Um, uh, He's got high standards. I was going to say. <laughs> no, no, no. She's okay. got to have an IQ above You asked what I like. No, great. Look, if great. she's dumb, that's okay, too. But I would prefer if they were smart. <laughs> Anybody. Is that such a weird thing to say? <laughs> what do you go for? Anybody. Anyone that shows any <laughs> interest. Dumb is doorknob, yeah. genius. If dumb, they like there. me, if they maybe consider that I'm like okay and I'm not ugly, then I no. like them. That's all it takes. No, it, it, that's a joke. That's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> that got no. real dark. No. <laughs> If they look at me, I like them. You're no, in. It's uh, I guess like you know, gotta be smart. smart. Okay. Uh, I don't like people that get uh angry all the time. I like girls that are no anger going. management issues. Oh gosh, no. Okay. No. I am. I I'm like the most easygoing person ever. I never get angry. I can attest I never, to that. I never show rage or so anything. Somebody kind of easygoing. Yeah. Somebody who like is on that kind of because sometimes I feel like it's it's you can click with different energies like if you're really easygoing maybe somebody who's a little more whatever yeah I mean I guess it would be nice to have someone that's more assertive like mm. if, look if I get a chicken tender and the chicken tender isn't cooked all the way I'm not going to say anything to the waiter that's not me oh but maybe if I dated a girl that would say something to the waiter that would be maybe nice but I wouldn't want a girl that would get mad gotcha Somebody who will ask the waiter to reheat the chicken tender, but not somebody who will throw the chicken tender across the restaurant. That's exactly it. Got it. I think you pretty much summed up the That's girl that I'm the looking for. the woman for you. Yeah. All right. No, ideally, smarter. <laughs> right. <laughs> With that yeah. little contingency. I, I think yeah. Jack is too serious and too logical, and he needs to get rid of that. Too serious, too logical for what? Dating. For dating. No. Not for work, not for anything. No, no, no. no. Serious and logical for work, perfect. But I think what's needed for dating is totally, it's a 180 from work. It is very difficult because I huh. I am not a very emotional person. Like I I kind of just exist, and I, I don't really feel many emotions. I kind of just exist. Really, I think yeah. it's be, I, we're going to analyze you, Jack. It's be, I think it because it, it puts you in an uncomfortable position, and you avoid those uncomfortable avoid. positions. Do you feel emotions intensely or, or do not I? Intensely? Graham yeah. feels I emotions th- extremely intensely. No, really? I don't yes. think so. I, exa- I don't Alex, think so. you can attest do to I? this. Yes, you can. No, I do. How? You you're very emotional. 
I no, I'm not. I dude, don't think yes, so at all. you are, I don't think so dude. How? Come on. Man. Like unless I get a ten on it. Like no, so I, I I get emotional if I do a bad video. That makes yeah. sense. Right. I mean, he, but he gets extremely emotional. You no, get yes, you do. No, I get, it I get ruins your night. And not only that, it's like, dude, I've seen you sad. I've seen you very angry. I've seen you feel oh, very happy. I, I, get, I get little bursts of anger sometimes, but it like goes away within like five seconds. Interesting. So kind yeah. of like rapid. Yeah, it's like oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Yeah, I'm that. That's it. Yeah. yeah, I feel. I feel. I feel like it sounds like you have kind of a low dial on your emotionality type thing. Like I feel like I'm a ten or. I'm just a 10 of whatever I'm feeling. I mean, either it's a 10 of joy or a 10 of sadness or a 10 of whatever, but like, I don't know what a small emotion feels like. I feel them so intensely. Hmm. Maybe it's because there's very little that I care about. So if you don't <gasps> care about something. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, this keeps, is blind. Keeps, uh, yeah, yeah. Keeps, there That's go. good. That's good. <laughs> well, if you don't what care do you, about something so much, true. That's not the point. Is there anything you care about? Like, what yes. do you care about? Uh, work. <laughs> Uh, right answer family that's true and my friends so do you get emotional about you do get emotional about those things then yes if anything makes me sad it's the thought of my parents dying thought of your parents dying okay that makes me very sad that can get you just sad very sad got it yeah oh and i love music like music will make me happy so music can affect you sure okay well it doesn't affect me it just makes me happy just happy yeah, you it never don't get sad, sad if you feel like a swell like a violin i love i love like if i watch a sad movie i'm so happy i love it <laughs> this is what? just all kinds of this is confusing. confusing. Now you know how the girls feel. I don't understand. It's so simple to me. No. To feel the emotion of sadness is such an incredible thing. So like when I watch a sad movie and I feel that way, I'm like, wow, I feel Is know? it like you're happy that you're able to feel almost? I don't know. I okay. think I'm just happy that I can feel sad. You're just like, wow, this is a powerful thing like, and yeah, it's cool it's that I can feel yeah, exactly. I think that might be it. Wow. Yeah. That's I would love to have that kind of like appreciation. I feel like it's so hard in in the in the thick of an emotion to be able to see it for what it is until like to your point like I feel like I get out of them quite quickly and then I'll be like oh wow okay that was there I think it's just it comes down to the amount of things that you care about hmm. and if you care about more things like more amount of things higher volume of things you tend to care about each thing a little bit less but if you hmm. care about very few things then you care about those very few things a lot so it's like each person has a certain amount of caring and then it just like there's a book up about this what yeah. is it uh, I'm curious. Uh, it's like how to not give an F, but they say oh, like I've they quote it. it like like you have so many Fs to give. Yeah, and so you can give ten Fs. You have to choose wisely what Fs F stands for the F word. To give. <laughs> I think we got <laughs> that. You. You yeah, thanks. What do you care about? Uh, yeah, work work is definitely high up on the list. Yeah, uh, work, family, friends. Okay, any aquarium. Yeah, how about you? Mm. Work. Um, Work my family. I love my nieces, my brothers. Um, my boyfriend is very. I love him so much. And um, and friends, work family, friends. No work family, friends. I mean yeah. that, that encompasses yeah. some family. I don't think that just because of your family that right, right creates right, love. Right. You know, <clears throat> but that makes sense. My brothers are amazing. But I'm sure that there are other things. Like I don't think that that means that you don't care about everything else. For someone like me, it's like I don't care about anything else other than those things. For Graham, he does care about other things than those things just a little bit. Well, you know, it's interesting because mm-hmm. I, I, there was a time in my life where I was really into the idea of like balance because I thought, well, maybe that would that's what you should do is like have a balanced life. And maybe I'll try and care about, you know, um, 
health and adventure and like whatever you know you've seen the wheel of yeah, life type yeah. thing and I'm like what if I try to like balance it out a little bit more but I don't think that's how I'm wired I think I'm I genuinely care about work and relationship like those are probably the top two for me if I'm being totally honest and everything else is just kind of a lesser like even friends I don't have a ton of friends I don't you know I have two kind of main friends that I talk to on a regular basis and otherwise I don't know I feel like you can't really force caring about I agree a thing, with that right? yeah work relationship family friends mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, like I don't really think we cleared some, up much. I think <laughs> we made some progress. I don't think we today. made any progress here, Jack. What did you learn from this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I learned exactly. that this actually looks better than how I bad you think so. it looks. I genuinely um, am so curious about the dating profiles. You, like, are the pictures oh, right? Because I think the pictures. pictures. We've we've we have everybody look through this. So we had Tiffany Ma look through this. We had Kelly Stamps look through this. Uh, you will be now the third to to go through this. I'm very curious. Can we talk about how you came in the new relationship or I don't know how long yeah. you've been in really yeah. Yeah, it's been like, almost, how did you guys meet and what what has been your experience like prior to this? Yeah, prior to this, so I've always been a relationship person, definitely like would just get in them too soon, too quick. Uh, I was in sort of two longer term relationships and probably, you know, a handful of other s- that were six months or something. I don't know. And then this, I, this one I've been in for five years and we met through our mutual friend, um, Rami, he introduced mm-hmm. us and uh, we've been going strong for five years. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Five years. Yeah. Macy and I are just about to hit two. Oh, congrats. On Tuesday. That's huge. Two on Tuesday. That's and so that, exciting. And two years will officially be the longest relationship I've ever had. Oh, what? how does it feel? Two years. Good. Yeah. Nice yeah, job, it's bro. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, the last one was like a week or two shy of, of two years. Okay. So it was like just barely got there. It's so. a, I think I think two years is a big milestone. Yeah. I feel like at that point you really know the other person so well and there's, you know, the first six months is such a version of the relationship. But then after that, there's so many other kind of stepping stones and things that you learn and phases. And I just think two years is a really cool uh, yeah. one to hit. Yeah. So do you have plans of, of I don't know if this is too personal, no. like getting married or having kids and like yeah. taking that stuff? So I didn't want to get married before this at all. I was always very like wary of it. And I think because of seeing my parents' tumultuous relationship, I thought that's not for me. That who, that doesn't seem like it works. That's mm. awful. And then after meeting him, when we started getting serious, I was like, I actually could see marrying this person. And this is somebody that I want to make that commitment with. And it feels realistic. It doesn't feel like some sort of, you know, delusional thing anymore um so that i want and kids i'm really not sure about there was mm. maybe six months where i thought that i wanted them but i i don't know if i want them yeah like oof i've always wanted one like that well, that has always be so been lonely. one no i was i was pretty much raised as an only child okay, yeah. i loved it like listen i li- so i have a half older sister right, right that she was i think she was 16 or 17 when i was born so i never really grew up with her um, I loved it. I loved having it, but maybe that's mm. like I love having everything to myself. Whoops! Mm. I like I hated sharing as a kid. Like I was like, that's mine. I'm gonna take that. I'm not gonna share that with anybody. I brought that here. You're not gonna play with it. But then if another kid is like, hey, can I can I see that? So it only applied <laughs> to me. But I don't know. I liked it. Okay. I liked it. I liked all the the attention of the yeah. f- focus. Even though I like to be left alone a lot of time, like I liked that it was just me. Hmm. I'm surprised you even want a kid. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, actually, I, I was surprised too. I would have expected yeah. no. At one point, one one kid was was Michael. Macy wants two. <laughs> okay, I'm happy with one. We'll find a you know maybe it's two. That's or, you know. And at some point, th- it, does that mean like kind of revolving around work, like till things settle down, or is it just? Such I don't. A know, I can't. I can't. Like, I can't imagine it right now. Yeah. Like right now, I just 
I don't know how that would be feasible. Yeah. Um, that's not something I want right now, but in the future. You for sure want, wow, cool. Yeah. How can you know? I feel like that's such a thing. I don't know. That you want kids? Yeah. It's so interesting. I've also, every every time I say that I'm not sure, people are like, oh, wait. It's always like, wait. When I was 21, it'd be, well, wait till you hit 23. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait till you hit 25. Mm-hmm. Now I'm 28. They're like, wait till you hit 30. Like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Is this Wait okay? till you hit 35. <laughs> wait until you hit 50. <laughs> when you're 65, you're really going to want one. Yeah. I've always known I want kids. 100%. Really? Yeah. Many. I would have guessed that about you. Yeah. How many? Uh, well, I've always said two, and then I heard Kevin said that he wants, you know, meet oh, Kevin. Gosh. Makes YouTube videos on personal finance. Yeah, he like said seven, he wants eight. like seven or eight, and I thought to myself, like, why would I not want seven or eight? And I couldn't come up with a good answer. Really? So I, maybe I'll have more. Yeah. Seven or eight. Wow. Are you okay. serious? Wait, are you being serious? Yes. Yeah, I'm being serious. Why would I not want more than two? I don't know if I would want ten. Wait, wait, you're saying you want up to two. No, no, no. I'm, I used to say two, but now I'm thinking, like, why not more? <laughs> yeah. One, one for me, mentally, would yeah. be like, that's... Mm. It's, 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 I don't it's know. Yeah, because it could... It's like, then you, then you lose out on that freedom. That, that just, you could, you know, do whatever. Right. You stay out late one night. Some, say, something comes up, your buddies are going somewhere. All right, I'm, I'll leave. Sure. Like, that, that's that sort of freedom that... I mean, maybe that's worth it, but I don't know. Why, why so many? Like, I, I think two. Two max, that's a, that's a good number, and uh, the, the manageable. Sure. It's expensive, too. If you can cost, afford it. That would be if I cost. could afford it and provide a good childhood for the kids. Right, the yeah. There's no, way you could, there's no way you could give your attention appropriately to Dude, so many children. If I live to be a dad, I could be a dad to several kids. I is there, is there like any other advice that you have for Jack before we go into your stuff? Well, are all your profiles the same? No. No, I have different photos. Okay, so I'm really stuff. curious about the different profiles. And you want to see other photos? Yeah, You genuinely. can see other yeah. photos, sure. Do you have... But is that all the... There's so little writing. Yeah. Do you want more? I'll show you more. So you I will say, I, I, The biggest that I got into dating, I was on OkCupid for like seven days, and uh-huh. then I unsubscribed. But it was always important to me to read the, what they had written, because I, I don't want to... If somebody doesn't know general... General grammar, nothing, not like a grammar Nazi or something, but just like generally what's going on that feels bad to me. Sure. How many messages would you have gotten in seven days? Like well, I, I meant hundreds. Yeah, it was insane. Um, it's and I tried so to, I went to by date. a different name. I tried to use pictures that were really, but then I was like, well, shoot, because I have to use some pictures, but I, and they like do, they just test if there's facial recognition, like they have to s- confirm that it's mm-hmm. a face and they somehow match it to like other things to make sure, I guess, that you're not using a different right. person's face. Um, but trying, I was like, well, I don't want to be recognized on this thing. So how can I use pictures that are kind of shaded or kind of profile or kind of something that's not like immediately recognizable. But then I stopped after a week. Would you have, would you have dated someone who like knew who you were and was a fan? Like uh, with you and your current boyfriend, like did, did he not know? Or I guess it's through mutual friends. Yeah, Yeah. it was through mutual friends and he had no idea. And I think if somebody was a fan, um, that would, that would be, I guess, strange just because they would have known me as a kid. So Mm -hmm. that's not me and as a character so then mm, yeah you know i sure. dated somebody who would who would always <laughs> I, I used to be big into vine i'm sorry um and i would make vine videos and the guy was always like be like you are in your vines Wait, like, what? Be funny and i'm like i mean i'm not like on all the time like i'm a person and some and i like to have like conversations and i'm not just like performing all the time <laughs> or something Perform dance <laughs> dance that would be hilarious imagine doing that over dinner <laughs> tell a joke that is terrible. <laughs> like what vine is in person how did you and macy meet instagram there oh no go. kidding yeah, okay yeah. okay yeah 
Wow. Yeah, she sent me a funny message on Instagram. Yeah. And I didn't think anything of it. I just thought it was a funny comment. Yeah. And so I just responded back to it. Yeah. And I said like the, I just, I think I said just ha facts. Like just not, it was a, it was a little silly comment yeah. uh, to, to a story. Um, and then she responded to something back that was also funny. And we j- literally just started from that. And okay. we just kept talking. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Instagram. I know. That's yeah. the way to go. How often do you go out then? Like actual meet meet the person. Oh, um, yeah, never, not really ever. It's hard to to get someone to want to go out with you. Well, during COVID stuff, I'm sure it was a lot of was it Zoom date or like no, no, how would that go? Like, I mean, you just ask, like, hey, are you seeing people? Are you like safe? And then I never saw anyone because I was locked up here, so gotcha. I was safe. Yeah, yeah. And then since then, no dates. No, I mean, I had one, but then she ghosted me after I didn't text her for a week. So you, you went out once with her? Yeah, and it was a great date. Like, I, I, I thought really? She, I thought she really was into me. Yeah, I did. But did, were you into her? She talked about her ex-boyfriend a lot. Yeah, that's a no for me. That's, that's <laughs> you, you dodged a bullet. <laughs> she talked about her ex-boyfriend a lot. So, you, so she's into you, but she talked about her ex. My advice to her was... Don't give her that she gave her advice? with him. <laughs> yeah, because... And it look, went well. They were so good together. <laughs> I, I really felt like I she was happy. This. I really felt like she was happy with him, and unfortunately, they had to split. And I said, "You should try to pick it back up." Oh, what did gosh. you like most about her? What did you like least from that? I know it was one date, but um, I wouldn't say there was anything specific that I liked about her. But I was just happy to spend time with someone. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't be. We should not be laughing about this. But like, I was really oh, happy man. to gosh, spend time with like... someone. Oh man! What? But that's just such a bummer. Yeah, that's a terrible date. <laughs> that's just a date. real bummer. I, terrible well, date. Was, I thought she was interested in me, and that's the way that I interpreted it. And I, she seemed yeah. it really seemed like she was. That reminds me of this one date. I don't know when. This this must have been like almost 10 years ago that I went on this date. It must have been like 22 or 23. And I went on this date with this girl. She was nuts. Like, I knew that she was crazy from, like, the text messages. She was mm-hmm. talking, like, we had never met before, and she talked about, like, how her friend backstabbed her by, like, talking about her grandma. Mm-hmm. Like, some weird stuff. Mm-hmm. So I knew I was going into something crazy, but I get there. And it turns out that she had a boyfriend on a date. Uh, so she had a boyfriend and was talking about, like, um, how they probably weren't going to, like, work out, but she just wanted to meet other people, like, just in case it didn't work out. And I, I left her with the bill. I've never wow. done that. I was so you, you I, got up and left. Yeah. Well, Did you say something? No, I just left. I so straight she up said, just, "I have a boyfriend." You're like, "No, no, no." Did but you say, she, I have to pee, and then yeah, something like that. No, no, no. It wasn't just like I have a boyfriend. I'm gonna leave. She talked about having a boyfriend. Meanwhile, like all this stuff he st- was like doing that was bad. Talking about how her friends were backstabbing her, uh, and not only that, but she got something really expensive on the menu. Like if if I'm going out with somebody. I order like a salad, an appetite, like something reasonable. Yeah, and yeah, she yeah, just totally. full on just ordered like a steak. And just, I, I think she went out just assuming that I was going to pay for this entire thing. Yeah. And like after, I, I was not into her. And you go Immediately. Wow. Yeah. Um, and she went off on me. Um, I forget what, I forget what she, what she texted me afterwards. Hmm. Uh, I never responded to her. And then a week later she asked me out again. <gasps> I never responded. I, I forget. So I, was yeah. it when you initially said crazy, I'm always wary. When a guy says crazy, I'm like, what did you do? Like it always. Yeah, yeah I, I get you know? it. Usually, yeah. But and and I usually feel like there's some sort of that does sound. Crazy. Yeah, but so she wanted say. me to go back and forth of gossiping about her friend, like backstabbing her over text. I like I have nothing invested, and in I didn't want to go back. About, oh yeah, your friend is. Yeah. Like, so immediately wow. she wanted that it's like so drama. Odd. So hit, yeah, 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 totally. So early on, that's. 
Yeah, but I've never done that wow. since. Um, but yeah, that was. I'm like, I'm not gonna sit there and pay eighty bucks for a meal. Oh man. Yeah, but no, the the other one was just cringy. I, I I met this girl in traffic, and I just she had her foot out the window, like in traffic on Sunset Boulevard. Oh, literal and, traffic. I was yeah, like, oh, that's like some bars. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like in traffic. Okay. She had her foot out the window. I made I made a comment, and I happened to get her number. Because her cars were like side by side. I just thought it was funny. She had her foot out the window. And so we start texting back and forth. And I was just really nervous. Like, I was scared to go on this date. I, I like. You said she was like gorgeous. I thought she was. I, like, but again, I don't remember. Like, I just saw her in her car. <clears throat> so, like, I, I'm not 100% on that. But I was really, really, really nervous. Yeah. So, before the date, and we were going to meet up for lunch. Before the date, I met up with a friend. And I thought it was a good idea to bring my friend along on this date. Why? Because because I thought then it would be like, oh, I'm so cool that like I have a friend with me and she she'd see that like I have friends. <laughs> so I thought it was just a good idea. So I show up with him and she's obviously confused. Yeah. Uh, and I think him and I were just talking the entire time because I was I was <laughs> Did you, too, you were so nervous. I was nervous. Okay, okay. And I was just like, you know, if maybe maybe it would be cool if like him and I are like just talking and. Oh it was God. so bad, and we, we basically we basically just sat down, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, she th- she thinks I'm so cool because I'm like I got a friend here, and she gets a call or she goes she picks up and she says uh, she, she comes back and says hey like my nephew ate glue, <laughs> and I, and I have to watch like uh, I have to watch like his brother or something like that so because he's going to the hospital oh so God. I have to go like right now, and um, yeah I forget what I I probably said something really stupid to that, and uh, then I then I. <laughs> texted her again like a week later saying like hey i hope your nephew's doing well um we should go out again sometime as long as your nephew doesn't eat glue again or like something something stupid never gets back to me it's just embarrassing really embarrassing yeah i'm not surprised by the not getting back after the friend bringing the friend yeah i was i how could you do that i was just nervous i i was nervous i don't think i had gone on a date i was just had no idea what to say or do Hmm. yeah i don't know i was just scared I don't think I have any interesting date stories. Date stories. Like bad what first about like dates a crazy or fan? No. Um, no, I met people with like my face tattooed on their no, body. That's that, really how is that not a story? Uh, I mean, how does that make you feel? Uh, bad. I mean, I, uncomfortable. A little bit uncomfortable. You don't feel honored. Well, I just. I mean, I don't have any. That's tattoos, a lot. Of, that's so a lot of pressure. Like, yeah, it feels. It feels kind of. Sure. Okay. You know, it feels it feels a, a bit much. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Is that, that bad to say? No, no. I think that makes sense. I feel a little weird. <laughs> at I guess the, maybe at the time I was honored, you know, when I first saw them or something. But it's been so. Do long. Do they show that to you, or how does that come up? Yeah. So it was usually some sort of a signing, and they'd be like, "You're never gonna guess." And whenever that would come out of somebody's mouth, they'd be like, "I bet I can." And then it'd be sort of either lifting the shirt or showing the arm or showing the back or whatever. Um, that is weird because they still have it. You know. well, I mean, they yeah, they have they it now. Have. It's yeah. like it's been years. And Come I and I was a child, like yeah, they got okay. a child tattoo. They got an underage person, not a child, a teenager. They got an underage person tattooed on their body. It's a little that you is know, weird. Yeah, okay, not interesting. I get it. That's weird. Um, but no, super interesting date story. I wish I had like a cool date one. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> we gotta talk about the book, man. Yeah. We gotta talk about the what you, book. What do you want to talk about? We can um, talk about the book. Sure, we can talk about the book. I was very excited about that. Um, I just sold to Simon and Schuster, I guess, at the beginning of the year, and I just turned in my first draft, got notes back, and it will be coming out in June of next year. What's it about? 
Um, it's called I'm Glad My Mom Died. I know that's a harsh title. Uh, it is a memoir, which also I get sounds kind of crazy because I'm only 28, but it's very much covering kind of my childhood and adolescence and f- being famous at a young age, my relationship with my mom, a uh, abusive relationship you hadn't already guessed, and uh, and it's darkly comedic. So it's definitely not just like there's a lot of heavy subject matter, but it's done in a comedic way that uh, hopefully doesn't un- uh, doesn't undermine the subject mm-hmm. matter, but that just makes it a little lighter and more approachable. How do you go about writing a book? Is this something you've wanted to do or is this something yeah? this is I want to do? Yeah, I've want, I wanted to be a writer since I was, like that's what I would have chosen to do. Um, psychologist or writer, I think, had I not had my mom and, and not had that kind of her agenda for me. But um, for I previous prior to the book, I'd written mostly like uh, short films, feature film, th- like definitely script format. But for the book, uh, I had actually done a one woman show that already kind of had the framework and the structure built in. So I took some of that and then obviously expanded on a lot more because the one where show was an hour and this book is, you know, much longer than that. How do you go about writing a book like that? I mean, every day I, ju- I have a, a schedule set where I just, um, I, I usually don't even look at my phone before like 1 p.m. Uh, and I just, first thing when I wake up, I write as many words as I, I usually try to have a word count in mind. Um think 1500 words a day is what I aim for and uh, and for this it was because it was my life this structure was like I said kind of very built in um so yeah outlining first though definitely matters is it hard to write about yourself um I find it really important to the projects that I do I can't think of a single thing that hasn't been there have been a few features that I've written that aren't like drawn from my life but everything has to be drawn personally like from a deep personal place for me at least um I find that uh, passion or that sort of connection to the material to be so important in order to see it through to the end because there's so many ups and downs and it in this business is just like such a long process any project takes so long and there's so many hurdles to go over that like if you don't have a connection I couldn't imagine staying invested in something if I didn't feel like there was something that I needed to sort of exercise it out of myself or uh, something that I wanted to share with others that hopefully might connect with I I just don't think I don't think it'd be possible if I was just like you know whipping something out of thin air that I didn't relate to in a deep way. That yeah, sounds fascinating. It does. It sounds like a really good book. Yeah, I've wanted so. to do a book at some point, yes. but I feel like it's just I don't know what I, I would probably talk about early retirement, yeah. something along those those lines. But it's just even starting, just even starting. It seems so daunting, so daunting to do. I, at one point, I want to do it, but I also feel too young. I know you, really? you, yeah, I feel like you, you've had so many other experiences that you could write about. I feel like, you know, you got to be like 50 usually. Like you have to have lived more, but you've experienced a lot. I would disagree so with that, especially really? if you're coming. It seems like because you would want to talk about finance and all the things that you do. And I feel like there's such a gap missing because every time I walk past the personal finance section, it's like a 60 year old man telling me tip. And I'm like, I, I don't relate to this person. I feel like you'd hit a different audience. Maybe. You don't think? You disagree? Uh, maybe because uh, the audience is on YouTube. Like those people under 35 are probably not reading books or probably watching YouTube videos. I would disagree. I'm curious what people would say. I feel like, I feel like. You're going to get a very skewed answer there because they're on YouTube. (laughs) What do you think? But I think, but I don't think you want, you can be, you know, I think you can do both. I'm sure, I feel like there's, I'm sure there's a lot of people on YouTube that would order a book off of Amazon or, Yeah. I want to be a New York Times bestseller. Yeah. I didn't realize it takes 10,000 copies to be a New York Times bestseller. Okay. So I didn't like, know that. yeah, so you would be able to say you'd sell ten thousand copies, which I have no doubt you'd be able to do. New York Times bestseller. Wait, I thought is I thought it was also based on like reviews and things like that. I mean, I have no idea, but 
I thought it was just 10,000 copies sold. Out. This is crazy. Google. Wasn't it Klon and Samir that told us that? Yes, maybe that was it. Yeah. You okay. have to sell five to 10,000 copies of a book in a week. But okay. five to 10? Yeah, what if you sell more? If you have a if you have a uh, link or something that yeah. we could put in the description, people could pre-order. Oh, cool. or Maybe give their email. Whatever you have set up, we'll link to that. Thanks. I'll see if that's yeah. possible. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. What What are the things that you came here wanting to discuss? Is there anything that you want to talk about or questions for us? Um, my my biggest thing coming in, I was really curious about the house thing, and if you would sort of urge me to get get a, a house, I w- was looking for advice on that. Um, I would stay renting. I've I've been telling Jack this too. Jack Jack wants to buy a house right now. First yeah. of all, I think for for you it doesn't make sense. I think yeah. for you mentally, yeah. to lock yourself into a house like that. Yeah. I think you would benefit from having that mobility mm. of being able to say, okay, you know what? I'm tired of this lease. It expires in two months. Let's let's go get a house in Topanga for a year or two. I'm tired of that. Let's go move somewhere else. I think having that mobility for you right now is really important. Yeah. Having a house, I think, would lock you in, and prices and inventory right now are just insane it i I just i'm looking at the prices today and i've never thought of selling before i'm tempted there was a triplex i was thinking about selling Mm. thinking about it and i've never said that before i've always wanted to keep everything forever it's just the values have gotten to a point where they're so high that i feel almost like irresponsible for not cashing out so then what's holding you back um what else I would do with that money? It's okay. like, and, and also taxes. I, I just, whatever I sell, I'm going to pay the top tier taxes plus 13.3% to California. So, so like the triplex, for instance, let's say capital gains stay exactly the same. I'm paying 20% capital gains, 3.8% net investment tax on top of that, then 13.3% to California. Mm. So right off the bat, then uh, more than a third of my, of my profit on that is gone. Does it make sense? Probably not. I don't, I don't think values are necessarily 30% higher for that to make it worthwhile to sell. But, you know, but then, of course, you could 1031 exchange it to something else. But then it's like, well, if I buy something else, I don't want the stress of then finding another place to buy. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I agree with that. I think it's smart for you to rent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this place, too, it's like. I don't live in it. We don't live in it enough to to justify keeping it, but it's like I we like it so much, and it's great to have a place to come back to. Um, and then just through the course of the interview, well, I'm still curious about the dating thing. Really, feel free to I get listen off the record. Maybe I don't know. I'm, I'm like I no, find it fascinating. On, on the record's better. <laughs> You can like ask a, whatever you want. We yeah. got to monetize this yeah, at least. Sure. I just like want answers. I don't know why things aren't <laughs> clicking. I don't know what's. I'll is tell it, you what. Is could, it the location? Is it no? Have you dated in other cities? Is no. it? I'll t- I'll tell you why. Jack, I think is too logical. Yeah. Too serious. You're right. He's not letting loose, and I don't think he's putting himself out there enough. That's what I think. I'm not very serious. I don't think. I'm. I, I feel like I'm extremely relaxed, and I'm on I'm, these dates. Maybe not on the dates, but as I've, in general. Listen, I've, I've kind of eyeballed Jack on dates. It's, it's, it's a, in my opinion, a little too stiff. A little too Maybe rigid. Maybe I do get a little nervous. A little yeah, rigid. When I'm talking to girls. Yeah. I feel like that's reasonable. Like, it makes sense to get nervous. But then when you said that, like, I think we were talking about what you talk about or something, you're like, I don't know or something. Well, like, I, never, I never treat them poorly. No. So at least I if would, I'm... Yeah, I would well, Obviously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, at least nice, if, I, yeah. if I'm nervous... At least I treat them well. And I hope that that's enough maybe for like a second date, you know? I like heard I'll a story. Them. I heard a story recently. I'm going to put Jack <laughs> on the spot. Uh, so. The nerves. They <laughs> fill all the fists. No, no, I was just cracking my knuckles. <laughs> oh, okay. Because yeah, I, I don't know whether that's a, 
I'm, I'm just going to tell it. Yeah, I'm going yeah. yeah. to say it's Kelly. And uh, apparently Kelly was wearing some, some boots that yeah. were very uncomfortable walking down the Las Vegas Strip. Jack offered his shoes. Did this happen? <laughs> yeah, dude. His, she was complaining about her feet, and I thought they were hurting. Shoes. His shoes. The size 10 or 11 shoes that he's I offering to yeah. Kelly, who's probably a size, I don't know what size her feet are, six or seven, yeah. I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't understand. That's nice. I mean, it's nice. But Is he that was serious, But he was serious. It's funny to be like, ah, you, have, you can wear my shoes. Like, but to be like, serious. Like, I just don't under, I don't understand why that's so weird. It's, it's odd. Really? Yeah. I don't know. It it doesn't click with me. I like I feel like I have like some like some wire in my brain <laughs> that, like where I can't understand that. Yeah. I feel that way about certain things. I feel like there's something that I'm some things that I'm just on the outside of. I'm like how did certain certain social I grew up homeschooled and Mormon so mm-hmm. kind of certain things that I feel like I just don't understand socially of how you go about I don't know. Like, a, you know, I was definitely nervous coming here today, and I was like, oh. Really? Yeah. Why? Gosh, we, we were nervous. We were nervous. We wanted yeah. to, like, make sure it went well. No, I'm, I've been so happy, but the first five five minutes I was, when I was here, I was like, oh, God, okay, why am I nervous? Like, what? Why? Was, because of social yeah. of socializing with one person at a time, I don't feel nervous. Yeah, sure. One person at a time, I feel like there's something in that where it's just, like, it's clear that you go back and forth. Mm-hmm. But when there's more people, it's like, well, which one? How do you talk? Like, yeah, I get that. And I, I feel like that. I kind of short circuit. And it genuinely feels really difficult, so, yeah. you know, to go into those settings and to know how to navigate when there's multiple people around. And uh, it just, I find it somewhat stressful. But you guys have been so welcoming and, and nice. So thank you. Yeah. We're just so happy to have you. Yeah. My biggest thing I would say for stuff like that, yeah. um, because I've, I've, Jack has told me that I've been not always the best host. And for me sometimes so? too, uh, I need my space. Okay. It's like sometimes if, if I talk too much or like, this is fine. But if I'm doing this all day for like four days in a row, I just I love having my own space sure. and just time to myself, whether that be just like being in my office by myself or just, you know, looking at the aquarium by myself. No one's talking to me. No, nothing. No distractions. Yeah. So sometimes when guests come out, like I'm already like my my brain is fried and I'll just I, I need to be by myself. Yeah. But I think some some people say it, it maybe I don't like them. Which is not the case. Mm. But I'll put that, you on the spot. Yeah, sure. There have been not one, yeah. but more than one, occasions <laughs> where people have came over to our house yeah. and then they brought me aside and they say, I don't think Graham likes me. Really? Yeah, I felt terrible because it's it's not... I like every guest we, we've ever wow. had on the podcast, every single one of them. I don't think there's one guest that came in here that I was like, I don't like them. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Has there been? No, no. I don't think so. Everyone I'm trying to, I'm trying to think, there's like, is there one person I wanted to leave? No. Um... Do you have a guest every episode? Yes. Okay. Now we do. In yeah. the beginning, we didn't. Gotcha. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah. No. When Jack told me that, I felt terrible mm-hmm. because I I could I totally see that. But there's sometimes people come over. And I'm just like I've I've been nonstop. I've had zero time to myself. Yeah. And I just I can't do it. I just I don't have the energy. And so for me, it's like well, I just want to be like in the corner on my phone, just doing my thing for like 30 minutes an hour. That's understandable yeah. though. I feel. Like- but yeah. But I agree. When someone comes to the house and I'm doing that, I I agree. That's something I. When Jack told me that, I felt really bad, and I acknowledged that. Um, I'm curious about one other thing. Your emotionality, you, you don't think you're emotional. You think he's emotional. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yes. You don't consider yourself emotional? I don't. I, get, listen, I, get, I know I get bummy if I, if I have a bad video. Yeah. It doesn't perform well. I'm like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Uh, we can't fix it. I get bummy with the fish. If I have a fish that's not doing well, I get really sad. Um, that's it. 
Some, sometimes it's like time pressures. Like like if we're short on time, I was like, we just got to get it done. We got to get it done. I don't have time for that. Like stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I think Tell me. you just, you react a lot. He has very high emotion reactions to certain things. Hmm. And that's, that's okay. It's I don't the, think I do. You do. Dude, I showed up late here today. Because I said I would show up at 12. But that's funny. Oh, I, see, I think but it's I funny. Feel, I feel like you're serious, though, sometimes. Like, rooted no. in the humor. I would like, say there's 20% serious. I told Jack to get here at 12. He yeah. showed up at 12.30. I'm like, Jack, you're late. I didn't show up late. at 12.30. I showed up at 12, 17, 18. But I went to the guest unit. All right, whatever. Showed up late. And I'm like, Jack, you're late. You're late. And he's like, there's traffic. I'm like, you got to plan for that. You got to plan for traffic. It's like, no, oh, it's so bad. There's a car stopped on the freeway. I'm like, there's always a car stopped Dude, on the freeway. Dude, it was stopped in the freeway. It, it was always on the side. It was in the middle of the freeway. Every time there's going to be a crisis. I this was the, the one on one. It took a while. Oh, okay. uh, four or five. <laughs> yeah, it's always a car stop there. It's a four or five in the yeah. middle so of like, the freeway. Yes, it's yeah. on the side. Like you, you showed up right on time, like perfectly I on le- time within you. like a few minutes. Thank you. I left with plenty of time. <laughs> I'm I'm a nervous driver, so I like. I am left usually the very one early. when we need to go somewhere. Believe it or not, I'm usually the one. Alex can attest to this. Who's at the door first, with plenty of time to spare, okay. and then it's Graham. <laughs> I find the emotionality thing interesting because I feel like some, I feel like it's such a, I feel like when people hear about emotions, they think they assume the person is like unprofessional or something. But I feel like sometimes people who have a certain emotionality are the most professional because that's part of what drives that. Like that's part of, that's something that's, because if you can sit, if you, if you're quick to react to certain things, there's also that underlying emotion that's compelling you to do the thing and that's driving you and that is passionate and that's. Is this making sense? That makes sense. That's a great that answer. Perfect. That's right? what I meant to say. <laughs> I That's what I was going to say. That, yeah. that, that, I right? always think back to this when I try to understand why Graham is as successful as he is and why he's as emotional 100%. as he is. And 100%. It, and there was one specific thing that happened. You and me and Bia Heza were all together. Bia Heza is another finance YouTuber. Okay. And Graham had a poorly performing video. Yeah. And Graham was getting mad. Yeah. And it was weird. I like I felt weird in the room because we had a guest that we just brought over, and yeah. Graham's getting all. Oh, I remember this. Graham yeah. was like, oh, "Is it the thumbnail? Is it the is it the title?" And he's like, "Oh, what's going on? What's going?" On? And it was like really tense. And I was like, "It'd be a little more welcoming if we have a guest here." And then Graham got up and left, and I was like, "I I told Vlad because I was mm-hmm. like, dude, um, I'm really sorry. Like I I know that was probably like weird because you just arrived here as soon as we were posting and it didn't go well. Uh, sorry about that." And he's like, "I get it, man. That's why he's so successful." He, he said yeah. that. Yeah. He's so nice, but but in my defense, I felt like I knew him already. I had we had been talking like sure. loosely on YouTube for like a year. Sure. So by that time, I felt like we're already friends. There's a rapport. So it's like that, exactly, yeah, totally, exactly. Totally. And he's in YouTube, so he knows. Like I feel like if anyone understands it, it would be him. Mm. So that kind of like it, it made me understand that those actually work well together. Mm-hmm. Oh my the fact god! That you get emotional about the work that you do. Absolutely. I think if you don't, it's going to be it shows in the work. I think it's impossible. You, can't, I don't know how a person can be successful if they're not absolutely driven to do the thing, and there's not that emotional core underneath it. Well, it's going to be watered down. They're not going to care. It's going to be lazy. Like, it's horrifying. I agree. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing. You you only have emotion for things you care about. Yes. If you if you're indifferent, it's you wouldn't have sign. it. You wouldn't have an emotion anyway. Right. Yeah. What are your thoughts on college? Um, I did not go my, uh, a couple of my brothers went and I was always under the impression that that would be kind of expected of me junior college. Cause that's much more, uh, price friendly, but I wanted to go to film school cause I, at that point I'd already really, really wanted to write and direct. And then I thought, well, I don't think it makes sense because the whole point, like uh, what a lot of people are doing are kind of like networking with people that are also interested in what they're doing. And I already know a lot of people in the film industry. I'm already in the industry the career is somewhat adjacent to acting. 
it just makes more sense to not like it doesn't if I wanted to study something there are certain things that I think it makes sense to have a degree for and to go to college for and there's certain things that I'm like I think it just makes more sense to get experience uh, on the ground and uh, writing and directing was one of them so I just kind of took the money that I would have spent toward college and I put that toward making my own short films and I think I learned way more than I would have by just doing going through the motions of that kind of in college I agree with that and colleges aren't up to date either necessarily. Like, I think you could make an amazing career on YouTube. Yeah. And just even producing your own content. And there's so many different ways to yeah. uh, to get into that industry. Totally agree. What would you say are the things that you are most passionate about in, in your whole life? Like, um, Helping people grow. My, growing myself and also helping other people grow, whether that's like my friends and having thoughtful conversations or whether it's my favorite thing about directing is um, watching when actors like surprise themselves when they like reach some emotional place they didn't know they could go to and seeing them be so kind of in the moment, like even talking about it now, I feel so, I feel emotional about it. Um, I think it's so cool to see people come to new like levels within themselves. So I guess just growth is probably the, the biggest thing. What about you? The things I'm most passionate about? Yeah. Family, friends, and work. <laughs> well, I guess I like uh, taking care of the environment. I'm pretty passionate about that. Oh, you really? know what? We should tell people not wow. to use straws. Guys, so, don't use straws. So, so here's something. So I had, oh, you'll see this on Sunday if you watch it. This is one of my favorite episodes yeah. of the Iced Coffee Hour. Yeah. I confronted my first boss ever who gave me a chance in like everything. I was like 12, 13 years old, took me under his wing. This is when I was uh, at this, this basically aquarium store. Yeah. And I had not seen him in 14 years. Flew him into Las Vegas, confronted him, and uh, it was such a cool experience. But his his one thing for me is like, the, if I can ask one favor of you, because he's uh, obviously he's in the aquarium industry, and so he sees the damage that, that's being done, mm. is to give up plastic straws. He's like, if I could ask one favor, I'm like, Absolutely. Like, I would gladly, that's like the least I could do. Yeah. So now, like, I would encourage you guys, like, if if I've helped in any way or you enjoy this, it's so easy to do. Yeah. And people are like, but Graham, that's only 0.1%. And like, I get it. It, it, it It's not a, a, you know, a huge part of the pollution, but it's the lowest hanging fruit that people could do. It's just plastic straws. It's so easy to do. And that's why for me, it's like, wasn't even an issue. So, mm. so yeah. But sea turtles mistake them for food. And then they eat them, and oh. they can't digest them, and then they leach uh, plastics into the water. So if you can, go to bamboo instead, or the metal straws. I use the metal That's ones. Yeah. got a set of them on Amazon for like six bucks. Yeah. See? We got bamboo straws. A whole bunch of them. So that's what I'm using now. I have plenty of metals if you need any extra metals. Cool. So that's it. That's my little spiel. Hmm. So where do you want to grow then? Where do I want to grow? Yeah. You mean which areas, or you mean which areas what do you specifically? I would like to... A thing that I'm currently working on is I have bitterness about my past and I mentioned not really feeling entirely grateful and I want to work on that. Not that I want to work toward, like I think it can be forced to try to work toward a thing that's not genuine. Like I think it's so easy to say like, oh, and I'm so grateful for my journey. Like thing, these just Mm -hmm. useless, like, okay, it just sounds like lies. But just to, I think bitterness is a good thing to work on. I want to be a bitter person. Um, I don't want that to infuse my life moving forward so i think it's and i think it's something i should work on yeah i want to be more carefree i think that would be a nice a little looser a little looser sometimes i think little surprises that come up i don't handle this well i like i like things to be planned in order i want to know what i'm doing tomorrow at like 10 a.m yeah like doing exactly that and you know sticking on schedule yeah so i could be a little bit more uh 
uh, not impulsive. What would it? Uh, spontaneous. Spontaneous. That's a good word. Spontaneous. <laughs> we could save this for a part two. If if you're down for a part two, we could we could do a part two episode. Sure. I'm worried this is going to be too long. Oh, just a Jack interview. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're yeah. always welcome to like come back on. Yeah, yeah preferably. Been so fun. If you want to come to Vegas, yeah. you and your boyfriend come to Vegas, you would have a blast. Stay at Red Rock Casino. It's not on the Strip. It's really nice. Um, and we're like five minutes away from there. You would have a great time. And there's, are you into hiking? I, I love hiking. My okay. partner loves hiking, except the heat. I don't think is. Yeah, you would be. Yeah, you would be going during the worst time, yep. unless you go early in the morning. Like if you went from like six to nine, yeah. it'd be fine. Cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll do a part two where you could. <laughs> how about Jack? You implement all the changes, Good. and then we'll report back, and we'll do a part two in like a few months. Yeah, go on a couple right. dates. Give us some yeah, info. Get married. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Elope in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Elvis. Cool. cool. Thank you so much, yeah. Jeanette, for coming yeah, on. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. This has been a blast. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Yeah. Uh, make sure before we end to tell them to smash the like button. Uh, smash that like this guy? This uh, one? The, with the ring no, light? No, that one right there. Oh, that one. Smash that like the like button like right down below. Smash that like button. Then and say subscribe. destroy it. Destroy it. Dest- can, you dest- can you please destroy the like button already? God damn. <laughs> oh wow, wow. Oh. that's passion <laughs> we'll bleep a little bit of that <laughs> there. so with that said you guys thank you so much for watching i really appreciate it as always make sure to obliterate the like button subscribe hit the notification bell all of our information is down below in the description where you could also get a free stock now worth all the way up to 70 dollars. wait how much 70 no did you get your free stock worth all the way up to 70 dollars on public wow no it's impressive yeah, and you could follow me on there because I'm posting all of my own stock trades. So if you're curious what I'm buying, down below in the description, enjoy that free stock. Thank you so much for watching, and till next time. Well, with that is like half cream, so <laughs> I can't go wrong. So you can thank coffee, mate. yeah. And do you want me to say the cent amount as well? Uh, yeah. Can yeah. I keep this yeah. here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can yeah. reference that. Cool. Whenever. Mm-hmm.